0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Hannah Ashton podcast. I, of course, as soon as I start recording this, my air conditioning unit comes on. Oh well, so today's episode is with Adrienne Hill. She is a college YouTuber and just an amazing gal all around. She is the absolute sweetest. I've known her for a few years as we will get into that. But I am so world for you guys to hear this episode because it is going to be amazing if you're in school or you're about to go to school, college, because Adrienne is a senior and she has so many amazing tips and tricks and insights to share with a freshman like myself. We're going to go through some fun moments like the most embarrassing college story, what her favorite college moment is, but we're also going to get to the nitty gritty of the hard parts of college, how to get through tough classes and doubting your major and doubting your ability in school because of uh professor's gradings and also her college low um she went through sophomore year so we're gonna go through the ups and the downs of college life and yeah i can't wait for you guys to meet her if you don't know her already so let's go ahead and get started with the episode Hey, Adrienne. Welcome to the Hannah Ashton Podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Guys, I've been watching her videos for years and years and years. I can't even remember. I think we have done YouTube collabs in the past too, right? We
1: have. Yeah. I remember seeing your videos like years ago before we ever talked. Yeah. And then I think like a year ago or so, we kind of like made our way back in each other's lives. And now one year later, here we are.
0: Here we are. I'm her first podcast. I'm so just honored. Yeah. Um, and guys, we're also going to do a YouTube collab. So when this podcast goes up, you can also check out our YouTube channels. Adrian's will be linked in the show notes and you guys know mine, Hannah Ashton. So we'll get into, you can see more of our faces and, um, see what our YouTube channels channels are like through that. But today I was so excited to talk to her because she is a college senior. We're going to talk about her major, where she goes to school, all of that. But I, myself being a freshman, she actually helped me off air, not even through a video, not even through a podcast or anything, but we were just texting this summer and she helped me a ton with what to expect and just was like, yeah, there's going to be highs and there's going to be lows, but I I know you can make it through. And it was just really motivating. And so I want to say thank you for helping me with this
1: position. Of course, I try. I feel like a crazy person when I like go out of my way to tell incoming freshmen stuff because I feel like I'm like you'd never asked me to tell you this. I'm just doing it, but I feel like I wish I would have had someone before I came to college just to kind of like give me a heads up that it's not all like you know rainbows and butterflies, but that it is amazing at the same time.
0: Yeah, it's it's so helpful, and I think that's why. I've seen your video, your college videos do so well. Is that kind of why you started doing the college themed videos? Because you just saw these freshmen coming in wanting some expertise, advice, and just
1: inspiration? Yeah. So, I mean, my content has changed so much over the past, what, eight years now, um yeah and, give us the rundown on your YouTube journey real so quick. So I started okay I started YouTube when I was I was practically a baby. I've been on YouTube for a long time. I've had other channels. Um just like you know on other topics like way back you know American girl dolls and Withkins and stuff. Me too. <laughs> would, I feel like we all like have that route. Yeah. But um yeah so then when I started to kind of like I must've been like 14 and I started watching makeup videos. So I decided to make a YouTube channel and makeup was my original genre. And that kind of turned into um, DIY because I've never really had much interest in makeup. Like I like it, but not enough to have a whole YouTube channel on it. So then then I kind of transformed to the DIY community and I did, I had so much fun with my DIY videos. I did um, just like DIY crafts and decorations and gifts and stuff and super creative stuff that I spent a lot of time on while I was in high school. So that was kind of my, my high school years. And then, um, I moved to college and I just remember being so scared about where my channel was going because, um, I knew that it wasn't going to be as easy, you know, to filming a DIY video takes a minute. Mm
0: -hmm. And I just
1: knew it wasn't going to be as easy to have time. I knew that I wanted to go to college and enjoy it and not be cooped up in my dorm room all day filming YouTube videos. Um, and so I kind of stepped back, I think, from my channel for a little bit, to be honest. Like, if you go on my channel, you'll see that my freshman year I uploaded about once a month, which that, that's really pretty inconsistent, if you ask me. And um, then I started realizing that it's okay for your genre to change. But I think what's the most frustrating is that your audience is kind of like, you know, suited to that specific genre. So when, if you want to change your genre, you're also going to have to change your audience a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, some of your very loyal viewers will stay, but a lot of them will unsubscribe. So I then kind of started transitioning. My junior year really is when I got like super into the college themed videos. And yeah, I think it was really just based off feedback that I got. And I never expected, first of all, I feel like I have pretty boring lives. So I was like, how are these people interested in what I'm doing and what I'm studying? Um, But no, I see it now. I see it that like seeing other people, you know, grind out the library and work hard and give you advice and tell you that it's going to be okay. I see how that can be really motivating. And I think, you know, my, my views back in the day, I think when I was doing DIYs, Um, I had great views back then and no, my views aren't like that now anymore, but the amount of rewarding feedback I'm getting is so much better. And like, you can't put a price tag on that. Well,
0: I think your views are doing amazing, but (laughs) just, yeah,
1: they're, they're yeah, they're definitely creeping back up. Um, but you know, when you do take like a YouTube break, detox, midlife crisis kind of thing. <laughs> you know, when I came back, I was losing subscribers. Uh, every video I put up about this time, maybe a year ago, it was definitely at the end of 2017. When I would post a video, I would lose like three, 400 subscribers every video just That's because people were, yeah, people were just unfamiliar with like this new content I was putting out. And I don't blame them, but... I and it was super hard to not just be like, screw this, I wanna like give up. You know, like who wants to upload a video just to get like zero comments and negative yeah. three hundred subs? <laughs> but no, I mean I pushed through it and it's it's definitely super rewarding now and I'm so glad I did.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. I think that's awesome because so many people don't understand that side of YouTube too. And so if that has started happening to you as a listener and you're just really confused because you wanted to make this content switch. She's a testimony Mm -hmm. that you just got to do what you want to do. And then eventually the people will come support.
1: Yeah. And you can't let failure set you back. I think that was when I started losing subscribers like that, that was probably one of my first real like experiences of failure. I was never really super athletic or anything like that. So I didn't have to deal with, like, losing soccer games and stuff growing up. But, you know, that was one of my first examples of saying, like, dang, I'm not always going to win. Um, but pushing through it definitely was the way to go.
0: Mm-hmm. And I can totally testify to what you said about kind of the boring aspects of, like, of life people actually like to watch. Um, uh-huh. It's so weird. I'll go on these cool vacations like to Mexico or to Disney and I'll vlog and those get like a thousand, a little over a thousand views. Oh and my gosh. I'll like you, I'll do like a study routine where I just film myself studying for an hour mm-hmm. but at mm-hmm. high speed and like,
1: oh, 15,000 views. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. And it's funny because this past summer I decided that I wanted to go spend the whole summer in Hawaii and it wasn't just for YouTube. I wanted to obviously do it for myself, but a big part of it was to have some fun content Mm -hmm. and my views sucked. Like nobody wanted to watch the Hawaii videos, which is all good because it's fun document and I had a blast, but it's funny because I think I made a post towards the end of my trip and I was like, Hey guys, like, is anything wrong? Like I'm, my views just are kind of down. I just want to see like what's up. And people simply just said, they were like, I want to watch content that I can relate to. Yeah. And, and like, you know, tropical vacation all summer isn't very relatable.
0: Yeah. That's so true. Well, I'm glad we went on this little tangent about, about it all. that's so good. But, um, giving the people some context, what school do you go to and why did you choose it?
1: So I go to UNC Charlotte, um, which is in Charlotte, North Carolina. I went to middle and high school in Raleigh, which is the capital of North Carolina and Raleigh and Charlotte are about two hours apart. So, um, when I, okay, I really didn't even know if I wanted to go to a four year university back in high school. Um, I definitely knew I wanted to go to school. I, I was thinking about starting off with community college mm-hmm. really just cause I had no idea what I wanted to do. But then I think the more I, crept through my senior year. I was like, okay, I want to get out of the house and go do the college thing. So I applied to a few schools and um, I didn't get into, it wasn't even my top choice. I just applied to kind of a more difficult school, didn't get into it, got into Charlotte and one other school. And um, what's funny is I I had not heard a lot about Charlotte and Charlotte's grown so much. The school itself um, has grown so much in the four years I've been here. And I think when I initially came here, it was more seen more of a, as a commuter slash transfer school. So Mm. a lot of people came here just to then transfer out to a bigger, you know, Ivy League school. And it's, I mean, Charlotte's a big school. It's 20,000 students. So, um, yeah, so I, I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll, I'll go, go to Charlotte. And I think I really picked it because I mean, it was really kind of my only choice. I mean, I had gotten to another school, but I feel like Charlotte just seemed to fit me better. Um, It was more in a city, and I'm definitely a city girl. It was a great distance from home. Um, But I came here with intentions of transferring to Chapel Hill after a semester. So my plan was, okay, I'll do a semester at Charlotte, and then I'll transfer to a school that has a great name universally, you know.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And then after, uh, I had only been here for, like, not even a month. I was like, nope, I'm staying. I love this school.
0: Man, I love – I'm so happy that you just realized and because that's kind of how I am at Belmont too. I mean, Mm -hmm. Belmont, I basically what I said to myself going in, there wasn't another school, but I said, okay, after the first year, if I really don't feel like, you know, the tuition's worth it because it is a big Mm -hmm. investment. If I feel like I should change something up, like you said, go to my community college and save some money or maybe not even go to college. Like who knows where I'll be. Mm -hmm. But um, so far, yeah. Like, after the first month, I was like, no, I know this is where I'm supposed to be. So that, thankfully, that's happened to us, but have yeah. you had any friends where it's maybe the opposite, or maybe they were kind of yucky yeah.
1: about sure. their school? Yeah, my Yeah, one of my roommates, I lived in a four-person suite my freshman year, and one of my roommates, she transferred out um, right after her freshman year. She loves the school she transferred to, so I'm so happy for her. And yeah, I mean, I'm in a sorority and I, I've had a few sisters that decided to transfer to NC State, which is um, like the state school. So a lot of people like to go there. But honestly, a lot of people stay at Charlotte. Um, I think it just doesn't really have that big of a name outside of the school. But I think when a lot of people get here, they end up changing their mind. They're like, OK, mm-hmm. I, I like this place. And as I said, it's grown so much. They, When I came here, I mean... It, it, it was big, but since being here, they've built this great light rail system that runs all around the city, um, so it it's, it's nice, because it's, like, public transportation makes you feel like you're in an actual city. Yeah, and, Nashville needs that. Our public transportation yeah. sucks. Like, I'm going to write
0: a paper on it. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea. Uh, take notes, yeah, Nashville.
1: I know, and I tell, when I see freshmen nowadays at the school, I'm just like, you have no idea how nice you have it now that, like, you're coming <laughs> into school, and it's already super big, and... Um, and I hear it's getting harder to get into. So, I mean, it wasn't hard when I applied. But, um, yeah, it's nice to see that the own school you're going to is growing.
0: Yeah, for sure. So what is
1: your major and how did you choose it? So um, I'm majoring in finance and I'm minoring in economics. And it's funny because I hmm, I don't really know how I, I chose it. I mean, I, I knew – okay, so starting out when I came to college, I was declared as a communications major. And um, communications. If if anybody listening doesn't really know what that is, it's kind of the more of the commuting side of the industry. So when you have people in PR, and a lot of times people that are managing the emails, I guess that's kind of how I can put it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not all comms, but a lot of you know journalists study communications, a lot of reporters. Um, so it's kind of like the verbal communicating side of the industry, and uh, that's what I was originally declared as because I had had several advisors, my own parents, people tell me that I was not cut out to, um, go to the business school. They thought I, I wasn't intelligent enough as sad as that sounds. And, um, and I just kind of listened to them. I was like, okay, I guess I'll do communications and not to say that comm is, you know, non-intelligent industry. It just is a lot more writing, which my family thought I was strong at versus math. Mm -hmm. And, um, I got to college and I very quickly realized that I do not like reading and writing. Um, And I decided that I was going to just take a couple business classes and I did, and I did really well in them. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll do the business school. And then when it came to actually picking the concentration, because within business you have management, accounting, finance, international business, econ, there's so many choices. Um, And I my first, I think I took college algebra and then I took calc my second semester of my freshman year and I killed calc somehow. I got like a 102 in the class. Nice. It, it was, I know it was a miracle because I, I had never been a strong math person. And so then I was like, okay, well, I guess I kind of like math. And then I had to take accounting one and two. Accounting was not my strongest. So I was a kind of X to counting out. And then I was kind of between finance and econ because they're both very mathematical based. Um, I knew I wanted to, to do some kind of math, especially because here in Charlotte, it's such a big finance banking industry. I knew that worst comes to worst, I can fall back on a finance degree for where mm-hmm. I'm living right now. Um, so then I, you know, I declared finance and then I was thinking, I was like, well, I might as well get a minor because at least here, the thing with a minor is it's only a few extra classes. Yeah. So instead of taking just random electives you're, at the end of your senior year, you can actually take classes that can get you that minor that will really set you apart. So um, once again, econ was another subject that I just kind of like, I loved it. I loved going to the class. I always did well on the tests. So that's how I got my econ minor. So a lot of people that do finance also do econ. Um, they kind of go hand in hand, but yeah, so far, I mean, it's been tricky, but it's, it's exciting because after this semester, I'm done with finance and I'll just have one more econ class and then I'll have my degree.
0: (laughs) Wow. Oh my gosh. I'm so proud. (laughs) Thank you. I know it's saying it like freaks me out. (laughs) Yeah. I start my economics classes next semester. I'm in micro. Oh, nice. Yes. Yes. Love it. Man. Okay. So what has been your favorite college moment so far?
1: Oh, my goodness! There has' been a lot. Um, my favorite college moment. Well, if we're talking about are we talking about the social or the academic side or gonna be either? give me two. we'll do both. Okay. Um, let's start with academics. So yeah. I am actually taking a class right now, and um, I guess I can't pinpoint one specific moment, but this has been one of the biggest takeaways from college. I'm taking a class that Charlotte just started offering, and it's called Entrepreneurial Decisions. And I have learned more in this class than I think I've learned in any class in my whole life. Wow! Um, Pretty much, it's it's just once a week, and um, it's not even on the main Charlotte campus. It's at the graduate campus, which is downtown. So um, it's a mix. It's a mix of PhD students, graduate students, and undergrad. and every week, instead of having you know your basic lecture style, the professor organizes a CEO or a founder of a company, um, a successful company, to come talk to us and just kind of tell us their story and how they got their start, if they used investors, um, setbacks they had, where they came from, and it's coming from someone that's you know I'm pretty entrepreneurial minded, uh, it's just really awesome being able to see real life people like that every week. Um, killing it, and it motivates me to do that when I get out of college. So that's probably been my favorite academic moment—just being able to go to this class right now. It's probably one of the only classes that I've really, you know, look forward to going to. Um, and then I want to say my favorite social moment. Um, I'm in a sorority, so a lot of fun social moments have came with that. But oh, can I come back to this one? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm going to think about that
0: um this may help spark that but I also want to know what your favorite
1: year has been if you can pinpoint it like I I think this year for sure okay Uh, I know it's only really been a semester but I think there's just been something so different about this year and I don't know if it's because I um I'm not in a toxic relationship like I was my sophomore year. I don't know if it's because I'm getting that much closer to the finish line. I think I'm also loving the fact that I'm taking classes that are really pertaining to my major Mm -hmm. versus, you know, the, the film electives that you have to take when you start out. Um, but yeah, and I just, I feel like I'm really soaking it all in. You know what I mean? I feel like now that I'm towards the end every day, I'm like, okay, like you need to enjoy the fact that you're at school. You get to go to school. You only get to do this for one more year. Whereas I feel like the other years, the days are just kind of coming on and I haven't even really thought about it if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, that's so good because yeah. definitely me right now, I'm kind of just, I during the school day, I feel so frazzled brain. I'm so frantic. I'm like, yeah. wait, is this the time of my actual class? Like, did I make sure to yeah. do everything? Like, make mm-hmm. sure I'm checking my grades. Okay, now what's next?
1: What's finals going to be like? Yeah, oh. and it's, what the nice thing about college is like you're kind of in this flow of just kind of doing the same thing. But at the same time, that's not what, like, like, you're, like your whole life, I don't think, should be a flow if you know what I mean I feel like it's fun to like kind of have grooves and ups and downs and stuff like that um so I mean there's perks to that I guess
0: yeah but I am excited for the time when because I mean I got a taste of it last year for senior year of high school especially the last semester I was in you know the last musical I was ever going to be in and then the last choir performance the last tennis game and Mm -hmm. just like oh this is the last time I'm going to come and study at this Starbucks after class with these people yes yeah I can I Get a little bit of what you're saying, but I'm looking forward to having that time again. But we're a little bit away. (laughs) Just a few years. Yeah, just a few more years. My next question is, what has your biggest college low been? Oh
1: my goodness. Um, I think my biggest college low was definitely, and this is something I've I kind of talked about. I made a YouTube video about this a couple months ago. But I was just in a relationship my sophomore year that was just not good for me. And that was a big part of why I didn't put up any content my sophomore year. And if I did, it was crap. Um, but I, you know, I had never been a relationship type of person. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm still really not, to be honest. But my summer going into my sophomore year, I loved Charlotte so much that I decided I was going to sublease an apartment here in Charlotte. So instead of moving home to Raleigh, I stayed here even though I wasn't taking class. I just wanted to stay here yeah. and, you know, keep meeting people and because I loved it so much. And I ended up meeting a guy, and he was a, he was several years older, but he was still in school here. And um, we ended up living in the same neighborhood, which, first of all, that's a big no. Never date your neighbor. Um, <laughs> and it was just something I, I think I, you know, I fell so hard and so quickly, and I I wanted, you know, to have a perfect relationship with this guy and he was about it too. you know. We, we had a good, fun first couple months, and then I think um, the scaries kicked into him when he was like, oh crap, you know, I'm, I'm seeing this girl that's several years younger. I'm about to graduate and leave. What am I doing? Like leaving this girl on. Um, and I think we both realized that, but we were both super into each other, and we didn't want to stop talking to each other, even though we both knew that. So long story short, it was just a long relationship of Um, not knowing whether or not I should stay in it. I also am very blessed that I have amazing friends that didn't cut me out of their life for being, you know, so wishy-washy. I feel like, you know, those friends that you can always tell when they've broken up with their boyfriend because they start talking to you again. Mm -hmm. I feel like I kind of went there a little bit, but, um, long story short, got out of that relationship after, uh, it was kind of midway through my junior year. So it honestly took up a good chunk of my college career, but it taught me so much and it makes me feel super strong going forward um, with relationships. And overall, I think it was just a low, not even because of the relationship, but I feel like I let it drain me in so many aspects. Um, you know, school-wise, I would, you know, I, I skipped occasional morning classes to, to be with him or like, uh, you know, I would stay in and just, you know, hang out with him and his buddies instead of doing so much other productive stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we all, we have 24 hours in a day. We all do. And it's crazy because I mean, my classwork right now is 10 times harder than it was back then. Yeah. I'm getting out so much more content. I'm making better grades. So it's like, you know, something doesn't add up. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank you for so, sharing. Cause yeah, that make, that make,
1: yeah, of course. Yeah.
0: That makes so much sense. Cause I think that relationships really can be just detrimental to you and your creativity and passions and yeah. like you said productivity or they can just be like a not a sustainer but just like a part of it all one of the mm-hmm. things you juggle not the only thing because mm-hmm. obviously we have to live lives outside of our dating lives right uh but yeah no thank you for sharing that's it's really and I didn't
1: know that yeah, story. So it was interesting. To yeah get. and and going forward, I mean, it's I will never put a man before my YouTube channel <laughs> coming going forward. Um, and I think also it's like if someone wants to be with you, they're going to understand that you have other obligations, like YouTube exactly. and stuff like that. And I feel like I just you know, I was young. I was so caught up in like my first relationship and I wanted it to be perfect. And let me tell you, living, being able to see the person you're dating's house from your own window is not fun. <laughs> so, I mean, even when I was in my own apartment trying to get stuff done, I just felt distracted because I was like, yeah. home, home. Like, oh, it was just, it was one big cluster, but um, no, I got through it and it's, I feel much happier now and it's definitely taught me a lot. Good. Good. I'm so glad for you.
0: Um, okay. So this is a funny one. What can you remember as your most embarrassing college story?
1: Oh my goodness. My most embarrassing college. Oh, <laughs> okay. This might be a little TMI, but this was during finals of last semester. And um, I can't believe I'm telling this, but <laughs> I, I was in the library and I had a UTI. So if you've never had a UTI, you pretty much feel like you have to pee all the time and I felt I was like oh man I gotta go pee so I was about to get up and go to the bathroom and I didn't make it and I pissed my (sighs) pants in the library and I the whole chair got it was a cloth chair so the whole chair got soaking wet and then I had to obviously get up to go to the bathroom and these there was a whole group of guys right behind me and they saw like my wet pants and everything and it was <laughs> something you'd see in a movie pretty much but yeah I pissed, pissed my pants <laughs> yeah oh my gosh yeah. That's- that was the first thing that came to mind I feel like there's been other just like little embarrassing things here and there yeah um, I always get weird looks like when I have my camera out in the library, people are always like, what are you doing? But I don't think anything yeah. is, was as bad as the P story.
0: <laughs> and you told me earlier that you're recording from the library today. So you're, you've conquered it. You've come back. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm back here. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, man. Yeah. Okay. I thought I've had some embarrassing moments just like saying the wrong thing in class, but thankfully I haven't experienced. Oh yeah. That's that another yet.
1: thing. I always choke up. I hate icebreakers in class. The first day, even four years later, we still have icebreakers. So those aren't going anywhere. And yeah, I feel like I always choke up when I raise my hand. I hate, like I have some classes that participation counts. So you have to, you know, raise your hand and ask questions. Yeah. And I mean, like at the end of the day, nobody cares in college, which is the nice thing. But I still feel like I just get red and choked up over Yeah.
0: Yeah, like you know what you're gonna say, and then when yeah. you actually raise your hand and start speaking, you're like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, and it's not
1: like I'm making YouTube videos for 150,000 people. Yeah, all the
0: time. <laughs> Man, that's so true. Okay, so I would love to um, hear from you a little bit about th- the differences of yeah. freshman year to senior year because I know we mentioned this, and I know you talk about it on your channel. Yeah. So, what are a few of those? Like, what have you? What do you tell people when a freshman comes to you on yeah. campus and asks?
1: Um, So I think the biggest difference in your freshman and senior year is I feel like freshman year, you're much more living in the the moment in a way. Not to say that I'm not living in the moment when I'm a senior, but I think senior year, I'm so – every day I wake up and I'm like, what am I going to be doing in a year? You know, when you're a freshman, you know, okay, this time next year, I'm going to be in school. This time in two years, I'm going to be in school. This time in three years, I'm still going to be in school. But I think at this stage in my life, I'm like, okay, this time next year, I really don't know where I'm going to be, if I'm going to, you know, have a job, what I'm going to be doing. So that's a huge difference that I feel like um, all of a sudden this has crept up on me that I'm like, okay, I can't pretend like I'm going to be here forever because I'm not. (laughs) And when I have my diploma, nobody's going to be here to help me but myself. Um, So that's a huge difference. Let me think. I feel like, yeah, I just, when you're a freshman, you feel like senior year is never going to come in a way. I feel like I, like senior year felt so far away. And obviously it was very far away, but in the blink of an eye. And I know you probably always hear that. And I always hear that too. Um, But it goes so fast. And I feel like another difference, school, man, school just takes up so much more of my time nowadays. And it's funny because as I've, as my classes have gotten harder, my professors, and I hope it's not like this at every school, my professors have gotten, gotten. Um, how do I say this? They're just less less helpful. They don't want to help their students. I feel like they're just very, I don't know if they're picking the more traditional style professors to teach the harder upper level classes. Um, so it's a lot more, I feel like, self, self-discipline self um, yeah. four years later. I feel like freshman year I was kind of able to slide by with doing assignments in the morning and not to say that it was easy work because there were some hard classes I took. Um, and I think it just depends on your major, you know, like some majors are going to require a lot more work. Um, but I also know that I feel like I just messed around a lot more, if that makes sense. And you yeah. seem like the type of girl that has great work ethic. So I'm not saying that every freshman messes around at all. Um but i do think that when i came to college i my priorities totally changed you know i was so focused on youtube my senior year of college and then when i came to college i was like you know what no i want to step away from the camera so my priorities changed and now they're so different you know i'm like no, no i've kind of met my people and i've i've gone out to those parties and i've done all this and now i kind of would just rather stay in on a friday night instead of go out
0: yeah it, for me since a lot of people I follow on YouTube and a lot of friends like you that I have on YouTube, they are mostly all older than me. So they've been through college or they didn't go through college. And so I definitely came to college expecting to be staying up really late, having to do homework, like expecting my professors to have this criteria for my classes, like putting in 110% effort. And then after the first few weeks, I'm like, does no one do the reading here? Like what?
1: (laughs) Yeah. And that's the thing. I feel like with college, you kind of like, You test the waters. You figure out, okay, what do I need to do to get by if you're that type of student, which I'm not going to lie. Some classes, I'm kind of a, what do I need to do to get by student? Some classes, I want to put in the best effort because I know it's going to help me in the long run, Um, you know, like classes that build off of each other. So I think it really just depends on not only the class, but the student. Yeah, for
0: sure. Um, So Something I've experienced even with my friends so far, and I'm sure it's just going to keep coming down the line, is having those doubts about yourself over grades and your major. And it's like if you get one bad grade on a test, like in the specific major you're going into, then you just want to throw away your whole major and you're like, well, maybe I shouldn't even yeah. do this and maybe I shouldn't even take this, these classes. Yeah. Like, did you experience that or how did you come over that? Yeah, well,
1: before I, what what are you studying, by the way? I don't, I forgot. Yeah,
0: um, so right now my major is entrepreneurship, actually, oh, so I'm really excited to have amazing classes like you explained. Oh, that's
1: awesome. And I'm
0: also planning on adding a double major of marketing after Christmas.
1: Sweet. Okay, yeah, that's amazing that your school offers entrepreneurship. Yeah. I, yeah th-
0: all the schools that I applied to, or maybe two out of the three, mm-hmm. um, had it as a, as a major now, and it's fairly mm-hmm. new, but I'm loving it. And they pay a lot of attention to these students because it's a new mm-hmm. major, and yeah. a lot of stuff stems from this. major. And
1: because, you know, I think the world is seeing how much entrepreneurs are doing, and that yeah. it's an actually it's a credible field. But, um, so, make it or break it grades. Okay. Yes, I have had a few of those moments that I'm like, oh, crap, what is going to happen? And luckily, I'm the type of person that when it comes to tests, I do not mess around because um, you bomb a test and then I feel like you're stressed the whole semester. And I feel like that can be so easily avoided if you're willing to put in the time. Um, And yeah, I've had a few. I mean, I'm taking one class right now and it was really close there for a second. I was thinking I might have to retake it, but. All is good. A lot of what happens with the business school um, is a lot of times each class you only have three grades, test one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. And it's been like that for pretty much almost all my classes for the past two years. And, I mean, that can be a blessing if you don't like doing homework and don't like having pop quizzes. But it's also a curse because if you bomb one exam, then you're kind of, you know, riding on ice the rest of the semester. Um mm-hmm. And so I this semester I did have one occasion when I was like, am I going to have to you know change my major because of this class? I there's several kids in my class right now that are going to have to graduate late because of this class, Man. which is yeah really sad. But it's like I, I feel like it's not even them. It's really it can really be the professor at times.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I used to think that when people said, oh, it's not me, it's the professor. I used to not really understand that. Um, but I do think that a professor can be the reason that like you do so terribly in the class because some of them really don't care about their students, most of them do, but very few of them don't um but luckily, school hasn't been that bad um I feel like the the effort you put in is what you'll get out ninety nine percent of the time um and i've I remember you know i got I think I got a c in statistics. And I think statistics is one of the easiest classes you'll take in college. And the reason I got a C is just because I simply did not try. I didn't study. I didn't go to class and take the quizzes. And I regret that so much. I'm not proud. Um, that was also my crappy year, my sophomore year. So that's kind of why. Um, but all in all, it hasn't been terrible. I do have friends that are nursing majors, and that's like a whole other realm. Yeah, that's what uh, I've heard. <laughs> yeah, because of the whole nursing school thing, I just I give them so much credit My little in my sorority, she had applied for nursing school um, last semester and she did not get in. And when you, you know, when you don't get in like that, you're like, what do I do? Do I reapply? Do I change my major? Do I transfer to a community college? And um, she ended up retaking the class that she had gotten. She had gotten 1B and that's why she didn't get in. Wow. She retook the class and then she ended up getting in um, by the grace of God. So. I'm very happy for her. Um, but I feel like it really is just major dependent. I feel like some majors are going to be a lot more difficult no matter how smart you are. And then some of them, it really just is like the work you put in is what you get out like business.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I see that too. I mean, I've only been on campus for a few months, but Mm -hmm. definitely like it just depends on the major.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And like college isn't easy, you know, like it's not anybody that thinks they can just slide through college. Um, they're mistaken because it's, it's not easy and getting that piece of paper. Like, yeah, it's just a piece of paper, but it does require a lot of hard work. But I also think it's important to remember that it's doable. Yeah.
0: What would be your biggest tip for productivity? We'll start with productivity. Biggest tip for in college.
1: I think my biggest tip is to have a plan before the day starts. Um, Mm. when I, some nights I'll go to bed and I'll be like, I know I should plan out my next day, but I'm going to just do it in the morning. And then I wake up in the morning, and I just feel so confused. I'm overwhelmed. I'm like, where do I start? I feel like I have so much to do, and I need to make this list. And you feel rushed the minute you wake up because you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm running out of time. But I think when you make a list of everything you have to do the night before, it can either wake you up and be like, crap, I have a lot to do. Like, I can't mess around. Or it can make you feel better. Like, okay, I don't have so much to do. Um, And I think it's important just to block out time and hold yourself accountable to that. And to be realistic, you know, like I used to make to-do lists with so much stuff on it and then I would get through about a quarter of it and I'd feel bad about it. But I was like, was this even realistic to start with, to have this much stuff on my list? So um, I think it's important to not only be realistic, but to also have balance um, because, you know, studying hours and hours and hours on end, that will get exhausting real quick. So. I always try to change up my study locations. So if I'm studying for two classes in a day, I'll maybe do one class in the library and I'll do one class at home. Mm. Um, yeah, and I'll always make sure to give myself some kind of reward, whether that's you know a trip to Target or uh, a YouTube video or something like that. And then ultimately, um, it's just remembering i you know those crappy feelings you get when you don't do so well on a test or you turn in an assignment and feel- turn in an assignment late. I always just try and remember how, you know, that feeling you get a failure and I try to avoid that at all costs. And so when you think about that, I feel like that's a much better kind of push to just keep being productive and keep pushing through. And just remember the great feeling that you get after you're productive. Also, one other key to productivity I've noticed for me lately is if I'm feeling um, unmotivated or slumpy and I don't want to take care of these big tasks, I'll start with something small. So for example, earlier today, I cleaned my car. It took me maybe ten minutes, but it released so many endorphins in my head that made me want to keep being productive.
0: Yeah, I find for me it depends on the day because sometimes they people you know like people on YouTube or podcasts recommend to do tackle your biggest task first. But sometimes mm-hmm. when I'm just getting started for the day, I don't have the energy or the mm-hmm. motivation to do that huge task. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's why I find some days I can tackle that big task, and sometimes I just need to wipe down my desk and fill right. my water bottle and right. I get started.
1: I also think it's important to remember that not every day is perfect. And um, no matter how many you know motivational videos you can watch or motivational podcasts you can listen to, some days you're just going to wake up and it's not going to be your day. And I am never against letting myself just kind of, even though I'll avoid it, even though I'll regret it later. Some days you just have to kind of give yourself love and do what you need to do so that the next day you can wake up your best version of yourself. Yeah. That's worked that- for me. Yeah. That's worked for me a lot. I mean, I don't like having many days like that at all, but if my gut keeps telling me like, dude, you just need to take this one day to yourself, I will. Um, and then the next day I, I definitely won't let myself do that. <laughs> I'll yeah. myself out of bed first thing.
0: Yeah. I need that reminder for sure. Man, well, thank you so much, Adrienne. I would love to hear just one last thing. Uh, Something I like to ask all my interviewees is, what is the best piece of
1: advice you've ever received? It could be for school or it could just be life, business. Um, Let me pull it up real quick because I have a Ah. screenshot of it on my phone because it's just that special. (laughs) Okay, what is this? Okay. Okay, other people don't have to understand your dreams. In truth, anyone that refuses what your heart sings for probably never realized it as a possibility until the moment you opened your mouth and let your soul speak. And for that, the ability to realize the pulse of your veins as not a sensation, but a purpose, the tendency to reach for what is widely believed as unreachable. Anyone who refuses your dreams does not refute them truly, but resents them. Because it is your own truth they are denying. Watching you live yours might feel like a slap in the face, but only the kind that brings someone to their senses in hysteria. Other people don't have to understand your dreams, and it is not your job to convince them. It's your job to live. Let your life convince them. Um, I think that is so important, um, especially when it comes – I mean, like YouTube, for example – half the people I tell my YouTube about, they just don't get it. They think it's mm-hmm. weird. And I think a lot of people kind of see YouTube as like a little bit narcissistic, which oh, is yeah. not. but it's, it, it's a little narcissistic in a way, but it's not, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you have to promote yourself because it's your business. It's your job. Um, but there's just been so many times in my life, not just with YouTube that people haven't understood, uh, dream, my dreams, um, or my goals or my passions. And, Um, something that, this is something I totally kind of have control of at this point in my life, but it's a message that I find myself continuously giving to others, uh, in advice It's just that, you know, other people don't have to understand the way you're living your life. It's your life and, um, people come and go and it's not your job to please them. Um, it's your job to make it, it's your job to please yourself. So anyone that ever comes and tells me like their ideas or their dreams, even if I don't understand it, I would never judge them or ridicule them. Um, because as that quote said, let me find it again. Uh, anyone, they don't refute your dreams. They resent, they resent them. You know what I mean? And I think, um, I think dreamers are, they're dreamers. Sorry, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I just mean like, I just, yeah, I'm, the point I'm trying to get across is just to never let, someone else's opinion um, sway what you're going to do, if that makes sense. You know, if, if you're, if you have a passion and a goal, go for it. You know what I mean? Like what's the worst that can happen, especially while we're young. What's the totally. worst
0: Yes. I totally get that. That like goes perfectly along with my channel, my brand. Yeah. I'm
1: like, yeah. do it while you're young. Like or any age doesn't matter. It really yeah. doesn't. Just I know. It. And I definitely think that um, as YouTubers, I think we have some sort of an advantage because we built this, you know, we built our channels from the ground up. And um, I think us doing that can kind of give us the idea that, you know, anything kind of is possible. But it's unfortunate because not everyone has that example to lead lead their life by.
0: You know what, you're so right. That makes so much sense because there's so many things in life um, with business, but also with me doing just all the different activities in my high school and Mm -hmm. reaching out to people in college and just like doing my event or building a course or going to a competition or something like this. Like, I'm just like, why not? Like, Oh, I'll just try it. If I want to do it, let's do it. And I get so many questions about like, well, how did you, how did you just want to start? Or how did you, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, and I do think a lot of that confidence came from building a YouTube channel and the rewards of that, which I'm so thankful for. Um, but also, I mean, you know, we've been doing this for like eight years. It's a lot of work
1: Yeah, (laughs) and a lot of ups and downs. I asked on Instagram, I did a poll the other day and I said, have you ever thought about starting a YouTuber blog? And I think it was something like 95% of the people said yes. And then I said, if you answered yes, what stopped you from doing it? And um, I read through all the answers, and my heart just broke because so many of them were people saying, "I'm scared of judgment. I'm scared of what other people are going to think of me. I don't want to get teased, blah, blah blah. And I get that because you know, I was teased. I'm sure you were teased. I got judged. Everyone gets judged. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what other people think. you know, if you're doing it for yourself, you're doing it because it makes you happy. Um, and I just wish I could give those people a hug and tell them like, no, don't listen to that side of your head. Go with your gut and just do it and see what happens, you know? Like, what do you think? you think Justin Bieber thought he was going to end up, you know, being as successful as he is when he posted his YouTube video? <laughs> not at all. Probably not. Right, not at all. So you never know.
0: Yeah, my mom would always say, they don't pay your
1: bills, so you shouldn't care what they Yes, pay. yes. Or my mom used to say, um, when I would get teased in school, my mom would just say, laugh your way to the bank. Yeah. <laughs> yes they'll follow you
0: <laughs> oh my gosh well this is so 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 good I loved catching up and talking to you yes. and oh, yes I'm so excited I'm so proud of you yeah.
1: I wish thank I could you. your graduation, just be like thank you and I'm so proud of you too you have such a good head on your shoulders for your age and I'm so happy for you that you're still able to you know put up content because I know I think it was what last March you're still in high school and I told you I was like look keep putting content up because I regret so bad not doing that my freshman Mm -hmm. year. So you're killing it and you're doing all the right things and I'm so excited to see where your channel goes. Thank you so much.
0: let's all give a big round of applause to Adrian for sharing so much of her life and her story. I, if you can't tell, love the episode and I hope you did too. And if you did enjoy the episode, make sure to share on your Instagram stories, tag myself and Adrian. Her social medias will be linked in the show notes. If you go to Hannah slash podcast. If you ever want to learn more about our interviewees, their information is always there. I upload every episode and their information in a blog post on there. Also, you guys I have a confession. I realized I've been asking for podcast reviews ever since I had this podcast. And I think in my total time of having a podcast, I've maybe left one or two reviews on another podcast that you know, I, and I listen to podcasts very frequently. And so I'm going to challenge myself that when I love a podcast, I'm going to go leave a review because I realized, well, why am I asking them to do this? Like, I know it helps a podcast uh, firsthand. I know how much it helps. I need to do this myself. And so I'm challenging myself and I challenge you guys, whether it's my podcast or anyone else's podcast you listen to, it's just the best way to support that. So leave an iTunes review or wherever you listen, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye.